0: Hello, welcome to Arcade Attack. I'm your host for today, Rob, and round with me in the circle are Adrian.
1: Odd, odd job, Adrian, I'm here.
0: <laughs> and uh, Dylan.
2: Odd job, Dilsey, right here.
0: <laughs> random task, Dylan. Random
2: task, yeah, I'll be random task,
0: Dilsey. <laughs> and uh, today we're going to be uh, talking about what was at one point considered the uh, ninth most influential game of all time. <laughs> Jeebus! <laughs> As of two thousand and seven,
2: holy moly! The ninth most influential game of all time. Yes, I mean, there's uh, been a lot of games. There's been a lot of games out there.
0: I'll be getting onto that in a bit, but we're talking, of course, about dun-dun, 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 dun-dun-dun, dun-dun-dun, Goldeneye. 007. Golden eye mm.
2: Are you not going to treat us to a rendition of
0: Goldeneye? <laughs> I don't know how that song goes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um yeah, we were talking about this beforehand. Obviously we've all played Goldeneye a lot. Being uh pretty much fifteen I'm when it came surprise out. You. Surprise me.
2: I did it just play the other day, but but before that uh, I hadn't played it for yonks. I hadn't played it for about 20 years. Well, not, <laughs> lol, not 20 years. <laughs> about, about 10 years. So.
0: Um, I'm still familiar with it. It was actually, uh, one of the, t- I got an N64. It was one of the two games, along with Mario Kart 64, I got at the time. Played the hell out of it. I still play it sometimes because I live, uh, short walking distance from one of the main, uh, arcade gaming cafes slash bars in the city. Yep, and they have here. a working four player version of Goldeneye upstairs. Sweet. Also, uh, I was at a music quiz in the week, and um, they have a TV round there, but they didn't have a TV round this week. They had a video game music round. Tell me you smashed it, Rob. We got 7 out of 10, but I was literally the only person in my team who had any clue what any of them were. Um, you would. It sounds fairly good, but you would, be in ba- you would not like the ones I'd missed. <laughs> Are you going to reveal at least one on the pod? I thought Mortal Kombat was Golden Axe. But to be fair, those <laughs> those sounds and like, the character selection screen are pretty similar. Yeah. Not bad, though. I just didn't get Zelda. Oh! <gasps>
1: <gasps> Boo! Ban him from the pod, Adrian! Dude.
0: But I did get Goldeneye and Mario Kart 64. But I digress. What I mean is, I'm still familiar with it. Uh, but Goldeneye was not the first Bond game, by any stretch of the imagination. Uh uh Would you like to take a guess of what year the first Bond game ever came out? 82. Damn, I'm not the only one who's done some research. No, I've done
2: no research. <laughs> yeah.
0: Do you want to take a guess at what it was called? Um, let me think. 82. God. Um, no, it wasn't connected with a specific film. Wasn't no. it?
2: Oh. Uh, d- d- Bond guy?
0: <laughs> Shooting Bond? It was called Shaken Not Stirred. Oh, okay. oh man. Uh, came out on the ZX Spectrum, uh, Richard Shepherd Software, text-based adventure game. Wow. Where you have to fight someone called Dr. Death.
2: That sounds awesome.
0: Uh, yeah, it's you. Pretty much go around picking stuff up and so on. Uh, the main kind of thing it's notable for. Now I'm just going to zip through these. Yeah. I, uh, you can recharge your health by taking Benzedrine, <laughs> which is basically amphetamines. <laughs>
1: <laughs> was it fully licensed? Was it like
0: a? I think it must have been fully licensed if they could. Yeah. Actually, I'm not entirely sure. Yeah. I don't know if Bond is in that because he's not in the title. Uh, by the way, I have to, all the past game stuff, it is all this info is freely available, but I have to credit a guy called Roryas, mm-hmm. who does a very good YouTube video kind of going through these with a little bit of gameplay attached.
2: Yeah.
1: Like him. <coughs> uh,
0: I want to uh,
2: try the, the, the text based thing. That sounds good. But yeah. then was 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 James always a big fan of amphetamines? We just never really noticed, did we?
0: <laughs> well, uh, it wasn't. And those kind of things, diet pills, were huge in the early 60s. Yeah. Mm hmm. Uh, everyone was on them. JFK was on them. Oh, like, crikey. What a time to be alive.
2: What a time to be alive. <laughs> 60s.
0: So, anyway, uh, kind of going forward, next game, James Bond 007, 1983, Atari 2600, 5200. See, we got
2: Atari in this one. Adrian. There we go, Adrian. Uh, too your much quote, Atari. Your quota is done. <laughs>
0: uh, Parker Brothers was going to be a tie into Octopussy, based on mm-hmm. the train sequence from Octopussy, when I believe James Bond is dressed as a clown. Oh. Uh, well, they did a fair bit. They couldn't actually complete the game in time to coincide with the film, so it ended up being a more generic side-scrolling game when you're in a vehicle that can fly, drive, or go underwater while shooting things. Yeah. Uh, View to a Kill, 1985. PC-slash-Apple 2 version done yeah, by Angel like Soft.
2: was film, one,
0: yeah. As a text-based game. Mm-hmm. Um, they would do one more text-based game based on Goldfinger the following year. Mm-hmm. But uh, after that, it's pretty much all actual graphic space action baby uh Domark also did a view to a kill game for the Amstrad ZX Spectrum Commodore 64 has three levels a top down driving game a side on level we have to escape from building this on fire while also putting it out these are very very different types of mini games all kind of matched together Mm. and a platform where we have to collect codes in a mine um, I'm guessing these are just three pre-existing games it that were patched like, together.
2: It sounds like that awful Terminator 2 game that was on the, the CPC and stuff. I don't know if people back home remember it. It had similar, like a crappy driving bit, a really bad beat-em-up bit where you're trying to beat up the T-1000. And, yeah. Ugh, ugh. yeah. <laughs> it doesn't sound great.
0: Basically, uh, from here on in, all these were pretty much published by DoMark, even though they were made by different people. The Living Daylights.
2: Aha! There was a Living Daylights you, game. You can
1: always say it's a
0: DoMark. As,
1: no, but
2: you guys missed my aha, there was a Living Daylights game.
1: I got it. But Thanks. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I tried to trump you with a better Drake, but my joke was worse.
0: <laughs> uh, made by a company called Melbourne House. Do you know what Melbourne House's famous game was? Nope. Wave the Exploding Fist. Oh.
1: Yes. We it. spoke about that on the <laughs> IK Puss f- pod, I think. I believe it was the first ever
0: head-to-head beat-em-up. Yeah. Ouchie mama. I think I mentioned that on the IK I think I did. Uh, anyway, this one was a side-scrolling platform where you can also shoot. Uh, you move the target around the screen to kill enemies while also moving. Sorry, not, no, not while you're moving. You have to stop moving to do it. Uh, Live and Let Die came out the following year. 3D driving game based on the boat sequence from Live and Let Die. Yes. It was originally a game called Blast, but was rejigged with the Bond property.
2: That makes sense.
0: 1989, License to Kill. Uh, this is on the Amiga and the NES and the Master System. Yes. So it's going to consoles now. Quixel made it. Vertical scrolling shoot 'em up that mixes ground-based action with helicopter driving and driving a gas tanker. Nice. yeah! It's a little bit like uh, that Rambo game that was on the eight-bit, but kind of more okay computery advanced, I guess. There's been a lot of Bond games, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's not done either. Spy who loved me. By uh, the Kremlin, 1990, came with computers, but another vertical scrolling shoot 'em up where you're driving a souped-up Lotus Esprit or jet ski. Oh yeah! And then the last level is a 3D shooting stage where you're static and you're moving a target around the screen as people jump out. Yeah, that that sounds playable. Sure. Yeah. it did not look playable. No, it was. Uh, Yeah, none of these games were really even remotely highly thought of at the time. Uh, oh. Operation Stealth by Delphine yeah Ooh. I played that a lot
2: that was a James Bond themed game they can't like it's not an actual James Bond
0: game they actually it? for the American release they got the license and it was called James Bond the Stealth Affair shut up yeah, Dylan. very LucasArtsy type point and click game um, I completed
2: it, w- it. <coughs> I have, it's one of the few games I've completed <laughs> <laughs> You can
0: the, up there with the other one game you completed the other one like.
2: or two games like <laughs> Sonic 1 that's it <laughs>
0: And then uh, finally, we have James Bond 007: The Duel, which I'm sure I someone also have must that game. have played. Yeah, again <laughs> by the Kremlin. Uh, all the Sega machines. And what was James Bond 007: The Duel like?
2: it Was all right. It was quite fast. It was quite jumpy. It was pretty hard, actually. I had the Master System version. So. Fair enough. And pretty
0: uh, difficult. Anyways, that game came out in 1993, and uh, by 1993, um, there had not been a James Bond film for a good four years. Uh. Uh, basically, right. there was a big gap after *License to Kill* came out in nineteen eighty nine. That was the last to be directed by John Glenn, mm-hmm. who uh, basically had been the editor or the second unit director since *Spy*, who like *Spy Who Loved Me* back in the late seventies, and *Moonraker*. Before he directed the next five, uh, obviously, kind of the last act, uh, you know, Goldfinger, *Goldfinger*, *Goldeneye* comes out. Um, and it's a big thing. Bond movies, basically, by License to Kill, were still making money, but they weren't making big money, especially in the U.S. No, uh, license to Kill was the lowest grossing Bond film since The Man with the Golden Gun in 1974. Yeah. It made less money than Thunderball, which came out in the mid-60s. Yep. yep. Wow. yep. Like, you look at its box office take 22% in the U.S., which is well, terrible. It is
1: yeah, ter- terrible. Hmm.
0: Basically, uh, I know, I'm sure everyone in the this room has seen the film. It looks very dated in minor league yep. in the late 80s. Um, Plotline is very 80s action though. Like, James Bond's friend Felix Leiter gets attacked and his wife gets killed by a drug dealer. Mm-hmm. So he quits the force gory, slash it, for MI6 a, to get revenge.
2: For a Bond film.
0: Uh, yes. Yeah, so did it take James, basically he kind of leaves MI6, Lee abandons his license mm. to kill to get revenge. Yep. And do you think it took Bond six years to get his old job back or do you think there was other stuff at work?
2: There was other stuff at work.
0: So I think he was at
1: home like, like a bum drinking just alcohol. Just a bum. He was yeah. just, drinking. <laughs> just drinking whiskey. Shake. I don't care if it's
0: shaken or stair. Just it's give just me the drinking. whiskey. Uh, basically, there were other things at work. Uh, there were legal issues. There
2: <laughs> were <Ooh. laughs> legal
3: issues. Uh,
0: <laughs> John Glenn, that guy, got fired along with Richard Maybaum, who'd been like a really super long-term kind of writer. He yeah. Pretty much uh, worked on pretty much every. Bond film, except like the Renegade Connery one in the early in the eighties, and they start looking for new directors. John Landis
1: was a possibility. John Landis from American Wolf in London,
0: yeah, and Trading Places and the filler video. Oh wow! And as was Ted Kotcheff, who did First Blood.
3: Ah,
2: yes, (laughs) one of Adrian's favorite films ever.
1: No, I like it, and yeah, I've been tweeting the author recently. Interesting. been tweeting the author of First Blood. What a guy, David morell Top of the
0: head. So anyway, like they're kind of gearing up for a film that would be released, uh, be set in Hong Kong, filmed in 1990, released in 1991. But then MGM, the studio who's putting all these films out, gets taken over. There was a big issue with the foreign distribution rights, and it gets dragged through the courts for mm-hmm. years because like. Cubby Broccoli, like that kind of company, mm-hmm. uh, basically owns all the rights, um, and it's, it's an issue for a long time. Like, mm-hmm. Dalton's kind of contract runs out, and yep. he doesn't really want to renew it, and uh, by the time they actually make uh, GoldenEye, comes out in 1995, they have, man. they have a new M, Judy Dench, they have a new younger Miss Moneypenny for James to flirt with, mm-hmm. and James Bond himself is played by Pierce Brosnan. Uh,
2: I think it was a deserved reboot, Yeah, because... I really liked living daylights, but License to kill was not good it was not good that bit where the guy explodes in the in the tank <laughs> like, it's not you know bond is bond is smarter than that you know it doesn't have to it it was like um it's like a one man versus the world kind of thing where it's like you know this James wants you about saving the world
0: this yeah. feels like a boring stuffy version of an eighties action film to me but uh yep. Yeah, um, they also get Martin Campbell in as director. Uh, it was John Woo turned it down? Wow! Yeah, he's, he's got uh, face off <laughs> to
1: make his head, right?
2: Yeah, face off. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, and
1: Can I uh, James Bond the face off version.
0: <laughs> well, you know, John Woo by that point had already done Hard Target and was like this massively celebrated Hong Kong action director. Anyway. um... Yeah, John Woo turned it down. Do you, want to think, do you want to ask some names about who turned down the James Bond role before Pierce Brosnan got it? Well, I'm happy, number one, that Pierce Brosnan got it because I, I like him as an actor. I think he's quite a likable person.
1: But the people that turned it down, I reckon maybe people like, I'm thinking, so this is mid-90s, ah, British actors, right? Surely British. Commonwealth, because you can't have American actors playing Bond. No, so, so who would be big back then? Um Oh, I
0: don't know actually. I'm... Val Kilmer. <laughs> Val Kilmer. No Americans. I'm
2: <laughs> American. I know, sorry.
0: <laughs> also, he'd already done Top Secret. He'd Tom Cruise. Done, like, I'm American. Hugh Grant. I'm thinking. Correct. Hugh, Hugh Grant. Grant was one of the people who turned it down, <laughs> along with Mel Gibson. Wow. <laughs> and Liam Neeson. Yes. Interesting enough, Pierce, Pierce Brosnan was actually the original '80s choice before Timothy Dalton. Was he was it? doing a TV show called Remington Steel and he couldn't get time off to do the film. Oh, he was
2: doing Remington Steel. I used to watch that. Was it any good? Yeah, it was all right. There was nothing to watch back in those days. You <laughs> had to watch what was on. Uh, what do we think of GoldenEye the film? GoldenEye the <laughs> film is pretty good. I, don't, I'm sorry, I haven't watched it in years, but it's pretty good, yeah.
0: I really, really like it. It's top three ever for me. What, for, in the what films or just James Bond films? James Bond films. Not the films sake. ever. Uh, top three, along with probably Goldfinger and from Russia With Love. But um, yeah, I think it's generally regarded as being among the top five ever. It still feels fresh, man, but it felt super fresh then. Pierce yeah. Brosnan's a lot more charisma than Timothy Dalton. Sean Bean... Didn't
2: all go to the cinema and watch it? <coughs> no. Well,
0: yeah. I didn't. Yeah, but Sean Bean's oh. in it, like you said. Yeah, Sean Bean, uh, is a, as a double agent who went to the dark side, is an excellent antagonist. He's brilliant, isn't he? Like one of the greatest... You've
2: just given it what people haven't some b- b- have people no, not spoiler it alert. You've just
0: given it away. It's twenty five years old, it's not Game of Thrones. you just given it away. Anyway, the Cold War is over by this point, and that's reflected in the film. It feels like a film with an actual plot that flows, but also like a Bond film. Um, they bring in uh, models and CGI for the special effects for the first time. The script is generally excellent and you know, non-formulaic, it actually makes sense, and mm-hmm. it's a big hit at the box office too.
1: Rob, what's your views on Pierce Brosnan as as a Bond? Because I I like him. I think he'd done it well.
0: My view is that uh, to be a Bond actor, you have to have the following attributes. You have to, A, legit look like you could take most people in a fight. B, look great in a talk, C, be sexy. And D, deliver a one-liner. So basically Schwarzenegger (laughs) in True Lies, yeah? You have to... uh, (laughs) You have to... (laughs) And, you know, you have to at least kind of be able to act and deliver a line. So, George Lazenby is out. And um, <laughs> he looks as if you're having fun doing it. Which kind of, as you can guess, not a big Daniel Craig fan. But mm. I, th- I like Bosnian. I thought yeah. he the later Bosnian films are not good. But it's not his fault. It's a script. Script let him down. Mm-hmm. But anyway, this was a big success. $60 million budget. Nearly double that of License to Kill. And took $352 million worldwide box office. Because boom
1: Pierce Brosnan wasn't huge before this was he he had a, some roles didn't he but he wasn't massive no, no actor, wasn't
0: he? I could be wrong but I believe his biggest role before that was in Mrs. Doubtfire lawnmower man <laughs> oh yeah he was the scientist the lawnmower man <laughs> I think Mrs. Doubtfire was the
2: biggest
1: lawnmower man. No, man that I'm was a video die. game Lawnm- hey has Mrs. Doubtfire got a video game <laughs> <Yep>. oh
0: god <laughs> Yeah, I think you forget just how big Lawnmower Man was with, with like kind of our generation yeah, when it came with all out. Yeah, its like crazy um, special
2: effects and stuff. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty big, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, the virtual reality special effects. Anyway, um, GoldenEye comes out, uh, the film came out in 19- 1995, but in late 1994, the release of the film is still a year away. Nintendo and Rare start discussing making a game oh, based Rare. on the film. Oh, Rare! We love Rare. We yep. love Rare. Well, they're interested. They're N- keen. Nintendo had just bought a 25% stake in Rare. Yeah. And um, according oh. to Wikipedia, these talks are happening the same month as the release of. some... Th- of what? Anyone want to take a guess?
2: No, I don't
0: know. <laughs> Rare's big breakthrough game?
1: Uh, it's not Diddy Kong, because that comes later. Conkers. Um, what? Killer Instinct. Um, no, no, Donkey Kong. Country, Banjo- yes, g- Donkey Kong Country. <laughs>
2: Don't bust <laughs> the spot.
0: <laughs> Donkey Kong Country just came out. was revolutionary on the 16-bit. I think we can all agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just felt incredible. And um, but you were almost right because Killer Instinct had actually been released the month before. Oh, there you go. In the arcades and was finding a lot of success. And the second programmer for Killer Instinct was a man called Martin Hollis.
2: Yay, Martin Hollis.
0: And Martin Hollis scores the job of overseeing Bond. Tell me, Adrian, why have we not had an interview with Martin Hollis up? I've just literally twenty minutes ago I tweeted him. I tweeted him. I said, Martin, Martin, would you
1: give would you give us an interview? He, hopefully, he will. He you, was a bit busy last year, so
0: you've never asked him before.
1: <laughs> I did once, but you know, he's a busy man, Martin.
2: He reached his quota for that year, so now we're hopefully he's left got yeah. some two thousand nineteen quota left.
0: So we can <laughs> get some yeah. for Goldeneye interviews, yeah. Golden Eye Interviews. Anyway, uh he uh, managed to secure the job of overseeing uh the Bond game. What does everyone think of Killer Instinct, by the way?
2: I like it. I know you guys don't think no. much of it
0: no I wasn't a fan um,
2: because
1: you could juggle people couldn't you you'd keep hitting them and hitting them how annoying it is when you're in, in, in mid you air. Do
2: ridiculous combos and yeah being on yeah. the end of one of those is not nice but dealing out one is really funny <laughs> <laughs> you, you're you get, like full gore or something it's, I, 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 I think it's fun plus the soundtrack is pretty amazing if you look yeah. up the term a can of whoopass"
1: in a dictionary you're going to see a picture of a killer instinct combo aren't you
0: you would actually yeah, yeah, that's I, just fact. I was, you're right. Dylan, I was not a fan. Like I thought, combo <laughs> things were overblown. The characters were a bit generic. Yeah. It felt a little bit like a Mortal Kombat ripoff.
1: Yeah. I, I, I've had better beat 'em ups. It's not. I know why it's quite respected. If you can, if you can learn the combos, it's quite. There's some strategy involved in it, but it ain't my cup of tea, baby.
0: Mm.
2: Ain't Adrian's I'm a, cup of tea. I'm, a, but,
1: I'm a button smasher.
2: Me too! (laughs) And we're proud of it. We're proud of not being able to play video games properly.
0: So uh, at this point, uh, GoldenEye was originally... Well, not GoldenEye, but the Bond game was originally conceived as a 2D platformer like Donkey Kong Country for the SNES.
2: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it seems like a relative... No, you know what, actually, like... no, no. When I
1: think of a, a Bond game, it's not a Bond game, but I'm thinking of um, Impossible Mission on the Amiga. I don't think you're really really a fan, Dylan. But
2: I'm not a fan.
1: I used to like those games, and they, when I used to play it, for all oh, this is a bit like a James Bondish 2D sort of platformer, sort of sort of sl- before another world, before flashback sort of style. I liked yeah. it.
0: Okay. Uh, yeah, that was <laughs> you allowed.
1: Your opinion?
2: <laughs> yeah, you're right. Oh, yeah, of course
0: you are. That was basically the original idea, but Hollis had a different idea. He wanted to do it as a 3D shooter for what was once called. Project Reality Ooh. and what at this point was called the Ultra 64. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but yeah. not a traditional, not the 3D shooter that GoldenEye became. Huh? It was going to be a rail shooter without a light gun.
2: Rail shooter? What, yeah. Right, 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 yeah right. So
0: you just move the crosshairs around. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: I'm feeling it. I'm still feeling it.
0: Yeah. Uh, game production starts in early 1995 and its main influence at this point is Virtua Cop, which had come out in uh, autumn of 94 in the arcades. I did yeah. love that game. What, what did you like the most about it? I used to play it on the
1: PC quite a lot. I think I did a, a demo. <laughs> I played the to death, though. I liked it. You I, did I, have it on
2: the PC because you lent it to me. I did, I
1: didn't I? <laughs> uh, maybe the full game then, but I just yeah. liked playing it. The mouse. It could...
2: With the mouse, yeah. And I was like, with oh, I mouse. think it's still pretty good with the mouse. It's
0: pretty yeah. good with the mouse. Do you know what my abiding memory of Virtua Cop is? There you go. There's guys in one room going, help me. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I liked it, though. Um, everyone likes Virtua Cop, yeah, right? Yeah, it's true. Yeah, uh-huh. So, obviously, Goldeneye gets changed later on, but some features from the original thing and Virtua Club did make it into the final game. Uh, stuff that was not maybe widespread in the kind of Goldeneye-type of d shooters. Talk to me. Uh, talk to me. First, <laughs> <laughs> talk to me. <laughs> uh, basically, uh, gun reloading, like um, on yeah. screen, manual aiming using the R button. You also yeah. get penalized if you kill the good guys. And uh, hit animations that are reliant on where and the body enemies get hit. Mm. Yeah, man, very clever. Ooh. Yeah. Also, uh, I think the polyg- polyg- polygonal. We really <laughs> struggle with we really struggle with that word. We hate that word. <laughs> That's Sp- a banned word on Arcade Attack. Polygonal. <laughs> polygonal spikes look kind of similar to me, but um, maybe it's just a personal thing. Anyway, at this point, the Ultra 64 was stated for release around Christmas 1995. Yeah. It would originally come out uh, six months later in mid 1996, so plenty of time for development, right? Plenty of time. Uh, apparently not. Like, I mean, for one thing, because the N64 was delayed, uh, no one really knew what the control system was going to be at this point. So mm. the kind of opening bit was all research, like they visited the set of the film and what kind of stuff, and basic ideas. The GoldenEye game doesn't get released until August 1997. Outchilla mama. Oh, y- like, uh, why so long, do you think? Just because
2: well, it was a hard thing to make? No, because Or was it something more legal? No, I think it was
1: a hard thing because it was. It was there's no right, Rob, and I'm going to have a bit of not a rant here, a bit of a, a praise. There's no right that the N64 should have had such a good FPS shooter in my eyes. It, in a way, it's not the right console for it, but mm-hmm. what they got out of that game was unbelievable. Um, and I just think they put their heart and soul into it. And, Rob, correct me if I'm wrong, the people that made this game had little uh or prior no
2: experience of FPS,
1: FPS. or even a lot of video games so they, they, there was no rule book oh all doom does this let 's copy doom let 's copy wolfenstein they did they did whatever they wanted, and they they rob shaking his head,
0: no, I think you're right yeah like, and, I, um...
1: and almost because they had no prior knowledge there was no, the sky was not the limit there was no oh we can 't really do that it 's not done before they just thought we 're going to do whatever we want, and of course that's going to take time. And it's
0: an unbelievable
1: masterpiece.
0: I mean, you're right. Like, Hollis had never been a lead programmer and had only worked in one game at Rare before, which was Killer Instinct. Really one real game. Um, basically, 8 to the 11-person team had never worked in a game before, apparently. Absolutely crazy. Out uh, Man, they did work. Like, Hollis claimed he averaged 80-hour weeks for pretty much the whole two and a half years this was going. Averaged. Ooh, yeah. It's, it's a big claim, but... Um, is
2: not that, I, I, no, I can
0: trust him because
1: getting that much in that car, that game, it, it would have taken ridiculous... It's not like they had a, a thing to copy. It's not like the n 64 had any, any other FPS years. I'm pretty sure, at the time.
0: Uh, well, we'll kind of get on to that. Um, basically, they designed the outlay of the levels first and kind of fitted the missions and enemies into them afterwards, which uh, means there are often multiple routes to get through the level because it's not kind of based on the journey through. And, um, probably made, it uh, easier to add the multiplayer option for some yeah. of them, I'd imagine. Yeah. Uh, it took a year to get the art and graphics engine right, uh, even if they couldn't actually get the frame rate they ended up wanting. The frame rate was, um, not as fluid as I guess they were after, the final one. Wow. Uh, anyway, uh, after a year, by this point they're running way over time, so Rare give them, like, a few more people, and they start really working on the AI for the enemies, which was pretty advanced at the time. Like, if you shoot too often, the enemies will come find you. You also have levels where, like, say, Nat- uh, Natalia is following you. And, you know, basically... Oh,
2: Natalia. Oh, she was a pain in the butt. I remember that, <laughs> remember that level.
0: Basically, uh, doing those kind of mechanics of the game takes another year. Wow.
2: Oh, that's why.
0: Like, uh, multiplayer is added six months before release and was dreamt up by Steve Ellis. One of the programmers that were added... Like uh, like in the kind of the second Mm -hmm. stint, and he apparently did the entire multiplayer himself, including all the cheat modes. Because Rob, without the multiplayer,
1: Goldeneye would be a great Mm -hmm. game. Don't get me wrong; it'd be an awesome game. It'd it'd still be echoed as saying it's a brilliant game, one of the best in 64 But the multiplayer element took it into wow. You said earlier one of the most influential games of all time. That's a massive claim, but I reckon
0: all these. That's one of the reasons. The multiplayer was amazing. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, we're going to get on to kind of like the the uh, the kind of the legacy and what it meant. Yeah. But uh, basically, like, um, they had to downgrade the violence a little bit pre-release because it was a Nintendo, and apparently yeah. they had some issues with the amount of violence and uh, yeah. gore in there. Some ideas were discarded along the way. It was an early stage going to be a game that combined rail shooting and first-person shooter elements. Ooh. They were basically thinking of Virtua Cop plus Doom, Plus Mario 64, which uh, (laughs) once that is out, like they kind of of (laughs) took that as an idea in terms of movement and free kind of 3D movement around. That actually was quite a big influence on the mechanics.
1: Uh, Rob, random question, but in my eyes, the N64 probably wasn't a console for an FPS on paper at least. At the time, the PlayStation was available, right? Yep. Do you not think on paper it made more sense to make GoldenEye on the PlayStation? I'm not saying that, it would, that would be the right decision, but I'm just thinking that's the sort of marketplace, the right audience. Well, that's the
2: thing. It was, it was, it was, it was amazing. Good, rare and yeah, but the PS1 owners had to make do with Medal of Honor, which was competitive, all right. it's all but right. obviously it's not not in the same league. Ain't no golden Not in the same league, but still a good game.
1: It's weird though that arguably the best FPS at the time was on a, a Nintendo console. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is weird though, isn't it? When you think
2: about a it. Bit.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, uh, basically, and also like Mario 64 has five or so missions per level, give or yeah. take. Yeah. And you would have had to reload by taking out the rumble pack and putting it back in, <laughs> which is <laughs> obviously insane. That is insane. You'd break the rumble pack, imagine. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, hey, that'd be
1: a clever... Uh, Mom, my rumble pack's broken. Can we buy <laughs> another rumble pack? <laughs> Cha-ching, Nintendo. Cha-ching. Yeah. I did not <laughs> like pack. has to be official. Pack. Oh, I, I did.
0: It, I was, was a fan. Too gimmicky for me. Oh. I didn't like my have joy the, you have shake. you had to have the
2: Rumble as you like <laughs> when you get shot,
1: stuff. Like, yeah. When you get it shot, you feel it,
0: man. Anyway, uh, it does come out August 1997. Um, basically, uh, like only uh, f- four months before Tomorrow Never Dies comes out in the cinema.
1: Mm. Well, actually, in a way, that might help because it's still the James 1 brand. Do you not know
0: think? Yeah, I guess. But still, like, yeah. having two years after the original source material comes out. I think, like, hopes, it's fair to say, were not high. And actually, when it came out, the reviews weren't that good. I'm only joking, the reviews are great. Oh, (laughs) God, what? The
2: (laughs) the reviews kind of mopped the floor with everything else before it, It was
0: 96% on Metacritic. That's that's incredible. That is madness. Uh, GameSpot gave it 98%. Electronic Gaming Monthly, 94%. Got 9 out of 10s from Nintendo Power and Edge. IGN gave it 97% and said we can say with a clear conscience that GoldenEye 007 is the best single-player first-person game on any system. That's Yowza, mama. That's an amazing statement. Uh, apparently, according to Wikipedia, it sold 8 million copies, which makes it the third best-selling in 64 game ever behind... Well, obviously behind
1: Super Mario World. 64, yeah. 64 and Zelda Ocarina
2: of Time, baby. Uh-uh. <laughs> Mario Mario Kart. Yes. No. What? Say what? That sorry is dude. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> sorry.
0: Uh so yeah, like um getting onto the actual game itself, man, like like I say the team did visit the actual film sets and the levels are based on them, but like with more kind of stuff added onto them. Yeah. What do you think of the level design since loved I know it. you play
1: yeah. I loved it. I I think the levels are brilliant and they're not you know, come on, it's it's an old game now. But the the the, the backgrounds look cool, you got a jungle level I think in there. You can go across bridges, you can see things in the distance. I think I don't know if you're gonna talk about it Rob, but I think there's an infamous level. They thought, Oh, we're not gonna actually use that level, but we we'll keep put it in the background. You can see like a almost another sort of build in the background that was never used in the game, if that makes sense, but you can see it in the background. Interesting. Yeah, and i just it's brilliant it wasn't it was open it was in the air as mm-hmm. well most obviously in corridors and buildings but a lot of the
0: time you're outside and wow yeah. loved yeah. it yeah i really like kind of the way the levels feel almost like real buildings yeah, it's 100%. not like obviously kind of we're going to get onto it in a bit like the competition around then but like you play kind of games like doom and yeah it's kind of cool but it doesn't feel like a real kind of thing Goldeneye felt like you're rushing around an actual real building yeah
1: because Doom, you felt like you are in hell, and it's a bit grimy and gloomy, but this actually felt like a real James Bond setting. You did.
0: Yeah, and like, I like the visual effects, like explosions, muzzle flashes, that kind of stuff. Oh, that's brilliant. Yeah. Apparently, it's based on Hollywood action films like Heat and Hard Boiled. Nice. Well, I guess Hard Boiled wasn't really Hollywood, but that was John Woo Hong Kong stuff. But apparently, it was a big visual influence. Uh, get on to the sound. Music credits say uh, Graham Norgate, Grant Kirkhope, and Robin B-land, Beanland, basically the rare music team, to the music, uh, and they all worked on various titles before moving on to other stuff. But man, it owes a huge debt to Eric Serra's score for the GoldenEye film. Mm-hmm. Eric Serra being the guy who did, who otherwise is famous for doing all the Luke Besson stuff, so oh, Leon uh-huh. Fifth Element, nice, and so on. Still does it today, like he did the score for Lucy, nice. But uh, it's like that, yeah, like it's oh, like almost lifted
1: direct from the soundtrack, yeah. and then. <laughs> And the N64 is not really renowned for its sound, is it, really? It's not really... It's not it really... sounds amazing, actually. Like yeah.
2: Rob, Rob was playing it just before we did the podcast. And yeah. the, it's coming out of a cartridge, right? It's not yeah. coming out of no, CD. No, you're right. Yeah, like, it doesn't have and the
0: it, CD quality, but man, it's the echo. And the echo makes there. it sound so it's, good. It's not
2: far off. It's oh. not far off. So, you know, they did, they did magical things with this cartridge. Magical yeah.
0: things. I love the sound effects as well. Apparently, there are nine different sound effects for the guns and ricochets. And there's, like, a really satisfying depth and, like, clunk. Yeah. So like the reloads or like the lift doors opening or kind yep. of going up. And when you. what no, And what noise do you make when you get hit? Let out. No. <laughs> no. It's like. <sighs> <sighs>
2: <sighs>
0: <sighs> like you're winded. James Bond, you shot James Bond. <laughs> I think the only you thing. You shot
2: James Bond.
0: <laughs> How
1: dare you, sir?
0: But funny enough, I was going to say, I think the only thing that's really missing sound wise is actual voices from the characters. Yeah. How good would that have been?
1: Can you imagine that? Yeah,
2: like Sean,
0: no, what? Is Sean Bean. But
2: again, I think that's probably they thought they looked at the cartridge and thought, Nah. Well, <laughs> they we've, spot got, England, we've got England, James. We've we've got better things to whack on this cartridge. I just wish they versus... had Pierce
1: Brosnan going, <laughs> like reading out the mission statements at the start. Your mission is to get. <laughs> oh, surely oh. M would be reading those out. No, it has to be Pierce.
2: Yeah, Pierce has to do it because we love Pierce. What,
0: what I would want is. Uh, <laughs> I guess there aren't really bosses, but it would have been good to have had, like, James Bond, Pierce Brosnan delivering, like, kiss-off pre- or post-mortem one-liners. <laughs> yeah. true. Unfortunately, he, uh, there isn't a scene where he gets down with Natalia, so you won't get any pre-mortems for that, either. Uh. The whole, I thought Christmas only came once a year. <laughs>
2: <laughs> boom, boom, boom. <laughs> no, that was good, though. I like that line.
0: Yeah. Uh, gameplay, getting onto that, man, oh. like... I love how it's really stealthy. It, f- it really feels like you're in a spy shooter up because it's got
2: loads of like corridors that you can kind of duck behind. Oh yeah, and of things you can duck behind. You can
0: strafe. Strafe, strafing can strafe is what baby. it's
2: about. That N64 controller and strafing—that was what it's about.
1: Do you know what I said? It, it, it feels like it should be a different console, but the co- the actual uh, controller works well, doesn't it?
0: Absolutely. Like, I'm a big, big fan of the N64 controller, and man, it really works well. I think it
2: works well with (laughs) GoldenEye. You
0: need three hands to play it, usually, but. (laughs) Three hands, bro. (laughs) I, you don't need to use all three at Mm -hmm. the same time. Anyway, we'll get, we'll get onto that another time. (laughs) Uh, you know, but it's not just shooting. You take photos in some bits. You destroy strategically important kind of like things. Take computer disks like, uh, rescue people, that kind of stuff. You have to shoot security cameras to stop people sitting off yep, alarms. Yeah, loving that. Loving so, that. like, you know, that's where the art comes in. So many little things.
1: That that They, they probably could probably take a year off this game, but the little touches mm-hmm. adds up.
0: Yeah, I think, like, one of the things I love about GoldenEye is that everything feels just right. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like, they have puzzles, but the puzzles aren't too tricky. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's close enough to the film that it feels authentic, but it still adds more elements. Like, you know, Bond can be in every single set in the film, even though he isn't in every single set in the film. Yeah, yeah. Uh, You know, like, you also have different types of guns, like stuff that's in other films, yeah. uh, you know, to enhance it. And you can save games after each level, which I think... Really that quick. is
2: good, actually. It had the old battery backup on the cartridge, um, isn't it?
0: So you can just load, you can just save wherever you were.
2: Like yep. Rob,
1: yeah. Sorry, Rob. I got my N sixty four when it was reduced to ninety nine pounds. Goldeneye bundled in. Oh, loved it. I was a bit so... annoyed actually because correct me if I am wrong, Rob. You could you could get a N sixty four bundle with uh, the golden controller. Is that right?
0: yes yes I've um, seen it. yeah with my own eyes yeah i was never really one of those people tempted to kind of i just the greys were okay for me but i think i may have got that same bundle oh i wish i had
1: the gold one but you know what i just loved it and obviously i got ocarina of time later we know the story and i played diddy kong later but i had golden eye and just Golden Eye for just a good few months that was the only game they're expensive Oh, what, yeah. But they're
2: expensive. They're at right, four-week quid, weren't they're they? are like expensive they are at forty quid they are at 50 quid, some
1: of them. 50 Well,
0: oh, that's... I mean, like, that was what Mega Drive games cost toward the end Yeah, of but the I couldn't afford stage. it. So, if you're stuck in one game and you've only got Goldeneye, hello.
1: Go and play Goldeneye. I ain't complaining. No.
0: Nope. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, like, artificial intelligence is just advanced enough. Like, it was great at the time. Obviously, looks more rudimentary now. Uh, Hollis basically gives an example that enemies can't see through windows oh and this so you can spy on them like a spy but they can't see you oh was that intentional then um let's just say it worked for the game let's just say they got bad eyes <laughs> uh it's like if you go into a room and one guard goes to the alarm while the others draw their guns who do you shoot first oh. uh, you know like it's kind of adds an extra element to the game like or in, in general do you use a quiet gun they will draw less attention, or do you use something more powerful that might attract more guards?
2: Uh, hello, I love the powerful stuff. Rambo style. In. I'll go Rambo style, baby. That's you know how I it. play GoldenEye. That's how I get killed all the time. <laughs> That's <for> why you
0: GoldenEye. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, it just feels really as- atmospheric. The oh, sound yeah. and the music and like the mist and stuff. Everything just feels yeah. uh, really atmospheric. It's great. But it also kind of feels a lot like a console game. It doesn't feel like a PC shooter. Yeah, because at the
1: time, uh, I was still playing... It must have been just after I was playing like things like Half-Life. I played Doom before it and things. and They're different kind of games. Um, actually came out before Half-Life. Did it? There you go. Yeah. So th- they are slightly different games. PC shoot 'em ups are different to
0: this. But you're right. It's got that lovely sort of console feel. Nothing wrong with that. I think it's brilliant. It does feel kind of arcade to me. And, yeah. you know, it also kind of brings in stuff from other Bond films, like Magnetic Watches. You've got the Moonraker laser. Oh, yeah. The Golden Gun, have... the multiplayer. Uh, speaking of which... Multiplayer? Aww. How good was that? <laughs>
2: it wasn't good because all you guys were better than me, so and no, it wasn't fun.
1: This wasn't much fun for me. This is what I heard every single day when I came from school. Ready? Hello. This is this is Dave Kumar. <laughs> Can I come <laughs> over and play some Golden Eye? Like, get in here, Dave. And Dave would come in, we'd Dave from from Edgar Road and we'd play for hours. And he was better than me, a golden knight. He owned the thing. And we'd just play hours and hours and hours of multiplayer. He used to
2: hand your ass to you for like hours and hours and I hours.
1: Know, I think he must have played at either other my mates' house. I'll like, oh, check out this move. And he knew all the secret routes and all this. this oh, I hate
2: the, the guys who knew the secret routes no. around <laughs> the, oh. well, and it, yeah. the thing. yeah, hate
0: those guys. Well, the thing with multiplayer is because there's so much variety, like it's, you know, you can basically choose any level, uh, any kind of, like kind of combination of guns not any gun there's like about a dozen different combinations mixed with scenarios like uh the kind of the one kind of kill the golden gun scenario or flag tag true we have to uh kind of chase people and they're unarmed
1: and you know what i miss the
0: old days of split screen multiplayer who does that these days no one yeah but uh, But but you can just stay at home and
2: just have your whole big screen to yourself have you seen that brilliant picture
1: have you seen that brilliant picture where they get the tv screen and they kind of and they put the, the cardboard, and the he, little
2: kid's got the cardboard <laughs> on top of his head, so <laughs>
1: they br- can't they can't see each other's screen. It's brilliant, oh, yeah, but yeah. that's the problem. My mate Dave Kumar, and I like Dave. He saw he saw where you were. He, right? he, he was watching my screen, screen more than mine.
2: Yeah, stop looking at yeah, my screen. Yeah, that's how it works. That's no, how you that's, get good No, in. but that's frowned upon. That is frowned no, upon, not. Rob. Rob that who? is frowned upon.
1: Ugh. It's not frowned upon. Talk about
0: frowned upon. Odd job. Frowned upon.
1: You never play a odd job. You just don't.
0: Yeah, that's a bit. Uh, yeah, you can't play as our job. That's cheating. Yeah, that's cheating. But um, but like, what well, I guess the point I was going to make was there's so many scenarios. Everyone has their favorites. So yeah. maybe Dave was pushing you to play on the stuff that was more advantageous to him. He was, he was he was luring you into he the was trap. A c- <laughs> <laughs> a clever I'm gonna send this pod to Dave. I have to ask him, will you lure me in, Dave? Because uh like you know, me and my housemates, uh, I remember playing this with our friend Ross as well at the time. Oh I hate Ross's game. Oh he's game. too good yeah, at this game I hate like, him at this game. Ross always chose complex and I hate complex. <laughs> <that> I never... <laughs> but he knew he knew yeah. it like the back of his hand, I hated that. Like I hated that and I hate the like the golden gun scenario. Oh, and he loved um, golden gun and like oh, I, and oh Ross has killed me. The again. rocket launchers. Rocket or grenade. Uh, but if you shoot too close, you, you kill
1: yourself, don't you, as well? Yeah. yeah. But I was
0: going to ask, uh, what's your favourite combo of guns and level? Oh, you put me on the spot now. I like the tomb level with I'm regretting the tomb. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I quite like that one. I, like that. I like that one a lot. Um, I think it's not called tomb, but I know it's one you... know a what one I'm one talking you... About. yeah, yeah. It's yeah. been a while since i played it, truthfully. Uh, I just like the old AK 47s kind of just, just, just like the sort of machine oh, yeah, guns, semi-automatics. In middle, yeah, yeah, in automatics. the yep, yep. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. in the
0: middle. I'm gonna say my favourite was stack. Stack. It's like yeah, the green and grey one. Back to the stack, yeah. And uh, grenade launchers. Yeah, I love I the grenade, grenade launchers. Well. I'd,
1: I'd kill myself more than I'd kill other people. The good thing about grenade launchers, I just couldn't get yeah, the
0: angles on them. Exactly, that's why I like I it. Do you, could, it. Sh- you could like kind of get off angles and shoot it around corners Boo. it's terrific couldn't Loved it, it. Boo, and, couldn't uh, you put boo-erns? bombs
1: on the wall was that, that you could detonate them? yeah there's
0: like uh, proximity mines i that's think. what i'm talking about wasn't really a big fan of those so much but like you know there are some good levels facility i thought really worked really well uh yeah bunker yeah bunker, bunker. everyone likes yep. a bunker everyone loves a bunker uh so yeah basically like kind of we were talking earlier like let's talk about legacy like when GoldenEye came out. Quake had come out in 1996, and yeah. that, and, to a lesser extent, Duke Nukem 3D were ba- at this point basically the top dogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's
2: because console owners were jealous, yes. hella jealous. Oh yeah, of sure. all
0: of the PC. Uh, like,
2: hello. Even even Doom before that. I mean, yeah. you know, you know, Duke Nukem 3D, oh, like man. you say, Quake. Or yeah, I mean, like Half Life later on. It was just unfair. I will
0: unfair. not ask you a question like this very often, but what did you think of Doom on the Jaguar compared to this?
2: Oh, when we've just done that Doom podcast no, as well. No, because we like Doom well, and Well, some of us, <laughs>
0: we like oh, the of us did. We like Doom and the Jag. Just the Doom
1: of us did. We like the Doom and the Jag, don't we? Um, but look, come on. The N64 came out after the or after the Jag. Come on, Rob. Don't be mean. But my point is, it feels like a very different game oh, to yeah, those yeah. kind of games. Look, the biggest compliment I can give to it in a way is I love Doom, Duke, and 3D. I think that's a brilliant game, one of my favorite PC games. Uh, you know, in a way, I'm pretty pro over Doom in a way. I just had more fun with it. Um... But this took my attention away from it.
2: I put the PC down and I played my N64. Hello? Madness. Hello? Madness. The PC FPS has got binned off
0: for then, GoldenEye. Then then, then I've gone to Half-Life. But there you go, <laughs> another story. But like, man, it feels so different from games like Doom and like Quake where it's all yeah. kind of like, it's all, it's all kind of semi-supernatural. The levels are like huge outdoor kind of places. Um, you know, yeah. it, it did kind of, had kind of become a formula by that point, and Goldeneye really kind of broke that apart. Goldeneye it's much allowed more...
2: you to be James Bond; you couldn't really be James Bond in Quake, yeah, or
0: Duke Nukem 3D. Yeah, really. it's more formalized and realistic, and you actually get to be an established character. But just
2: with the corridors and the way the way that you use stealth around the levels, yeah. I think that's what lent, lent it better to go. I quite I quite like the solo missions. Yeah, in Goldeneye, I've been playing them a little bit. I, mean, I quite like them, yeah. but people think, oh, Goldeneye is not a single player game. Um, it not really, but it, it's still good. It is. I I still like the single mission. Still, uh, the single amount of hours. I
1: mean, I, I'm. <laughs> you saw me play earlier. I'm not great at the game, but I was good at the game because I played it so much. I, I think I unlocked everything in the game. All the secrets, all the unlockables, yeah. all the cheats. Uh, loved it. I loved just trying to complete the missions to get all the extra. I think you have to, if to get all the uh, unlockables, you have to do certain things in every mission. I I loved it. The hours I put into it, every minute was worth it in my eyes.
0: Uh, yeah, and you mentioned Half Life. Half Life came out the oh, following sh- year, and obviously, meld starts melding some of those elements into the PC shooter. Yeah, would you? Uh, what do you think of the kind of key elements that Half Life <sighs> takes? From Story GoldenEye? driven.
1: Half Life is amazing. It's probably it's definitely graphically better than the GoldenEye. It's a tough one. I love both those games, Rob, but. Yeah, I can see. I reckon the people at Half-Life took, got a few little ideas there. And, and rightfully so. Because before that, it was all about just shooting people and having a bit of fun. But but Half-Life and GoldenEye, there was a story behind it. You had to do certain things, puzzles. Um, if you had to shake me and say, which, which do you prefer out the two games? It probably would be Half-Life, but just.
0: But I think part of that may be that you have that kind of link to the kind of computers. Love like There is still mm-hmm. yeah. a big divide, even today, between like console oh, and yeah, computer I'm, gamers. I'm a bit of in the middle, but yeah. Yeah, I'm in the middle, but yeah, I agree. And like, I gotta say, you know, someone who loved the idea of Doom, like loved Wolfenstein on the PC, mm-hmm. always wanted a game like that on the console. Man, I loved yeah, yeah. kind of having a game like this <sighs> on the console that stood up, yeah. and it was huge. Like, you know, all those kind of massive scores. CVG readers voted it the greatest game ever in 2000, <laughs> three years after it came out. Two, the greatest I mean, that's game incredible. ever. Yeah. Um, I mean, like even then, like you look at how kind of fast everything was moving. <sighs> Um, as I did, as kind of mentioned earlier, it was rated the ninth most important game of all time by GamePro in 2007, mm-hmm. below The Sims and above Metal Gear Solid,
2: below The Sims, <laughs> uh, and
0: uh, also above Mario Bar- Super Mario Bros. Street Fighter 2, and Tetris. So um, it's <laughs> I'm not sure I agree with this list. I, this but, um, list is
2: making my head hurt. But, would, <laughs> okay. Do you want to
0: know what the top three were?
2: Uh, it'd be something ridiculous. No, what 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 are the top three? Oh, well, can I have a guess? Is yes. It- is it
1: almost a game? Could it be like Pong or something super like that? Like no, to no. think too far
0: back. Um, Mario Brothers, original one. Literally just said that a minute ago. Oh, sorry, I missed it. It's <laughs> like fifteen most uh, important t- games of all time. I'll tell you the top three. Got them. Number three, Legend of Zelda. Oh, the first one. Yeah. 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 Number two, the first John Madden game. Oh, interesting. Okay, I love it, but... I mean, look at how big EA Sports franchises have got yeah. since then. Yep. What it's a big part of it is. And number one, GTA 3.
2: GTA 3,
0: Which yeah. I think, you know, I yeah. think there's an argument to be made. There is GTA Four 3. Four words.
2: could be the biggest open world, well... Four words. Open world what?
0: Black Ice White Noise. Black
2: Ice White Noise. <laughs> 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 Shoehorn some more Atari Jaguar stuff in there. there <laughs> Sorry. We well done.
0: Uh, yes, yeah, so I would say it, this game... Would you say it's fair to say it remains the best film adaptation to a game ever?
2: Ooh, Ooh that's a good question. That's a really good question. What,
1: oh, yeah. I know
0: what Adrian's going to say. Adrian's going to say he prefers Rocky. <laughs> no, look, Rocky Legends is a great
1: game, to be yeah. fair. It's very good, but it, it ain't well, no gold. Last action home. hero. No, just kidding. <laughs> Do you know what it probably
2: is? I'm just trying to scratch my head. I'm looking around everywhere. I'm just thinking... Is, is nah, all the... For me, it is. I can't think
0: of anything that, that gets close to the movie, really, like it does. 20 years plus down the line. It is really close to the movie as well. It's not. Yeah. It's, it's not like they've just kind of nicked kind of the idea and just run with it. No, like, it
2: runs. It, it's it's you running through the film basically. Yeah, same characters, same set, same yeah. story,
0: everything. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, you blow
0: up the silos at the beginning and everything. All oh, not oh, oh, So yeah, and basically, as you said, kind of made split screen shooters uh, properly viable you know, paved the way for Halo and pretty much every multiplayer shooting game that time, came afterwards.
2: Console. Yeah, especially. Yeah, because the PC guys were doing the no. the LAN parties and everything. <laughs>
1: We've
0: spoken about it on the Doom land pod. LAN parties.
2: <laughs> land. Well, I wasn't here for the Doom pod, pod but you like... the you... con- but Definitely for consoles. Yeah, definitely yeah. for
0: But consoles. I mean, but when you say LAN parties, was that kind of...
2: Just hooking up PCs, isn't it? Like yeah. when, when the Doom days, guys would just take their PCs to each other's houses. Yeah and just link them all up, and you can play multiplayer that way.
0: But there wasn't, it wasn't... Obviously, this takes it to another realm, because you don't need a million different systems. No, you don't. You
2: have, you have a console cool. that's got four yeah. controller points, controller ports on it.
0: You know I love the M64,
1: and the four points, the four controller points, equal great
2: multiplayer party. fun. Party. Equals party. Yeah,
0: absolutely, yeah. Um, so what came next? Uh, the same team made Perfect Dark. Yeah, basically, this perfect dark is quote the unquote sequel, spiritual successor. Spiritual successor. A lot of people sequel. prefer it, don't they? Came out in two thousand. Actually, Do I was I prefer it? I think I prefer it. Ooh. Like it, um, it got even better reviews, believe it or not, than Goldeneye mm. did. Like, literally, one of the greatest, best-reviewed games ever. Perfect Dark. Uh, I haven't put the hours into Perfect Dark
1: as it, as I did with Goldeneye, truthfully, but I was. I always prefer Goldeneye.
0: I played the first couple of levels.
2: Little stuff with the lifts and stuff. I just, no, lifts. Just, Schmiffs. Done lifts that Schmiffs, man. The, the just,
0: multiplayer was fantastic. Actually, I like, played it. Much better than Goldeneye. I never played it. Believe it or not. Um, yeah. I know what you're, you're thinking. What this about, is now the perfect
2: dark podcast.
0: What about if they Why didn't they make a Tomorrow Never Dies game? But I think they, they did, did make one on the Wii. Didn't they? Someone made one. It was uh, released on the PS1.
2: Yeah, it was horrendous. And oh, made yeah. by
0: Black Ops Software. They were not a big or renowned publishing yeah, house. Yeah, horrendous, uh, horrendous. Released through Electronic Arts, which uh, got the rights. Mm-hmm. Came out in November, ni- November 1999. Mm-hmm. Do you want to know what happened the same month uh, that Tomorrow Never Dies was released on the PS1? No,
2: haven't.
0: The World is Not Enough is released in the cinemas. <laughs> <laughs> it took them even Bit longer late. to make this it was,
2: one. I remember it being a bad game because my, my cousin had that one and there was another PS1 Bond game as well reached right around the same time. I was thinking, yeah. because you know, after playing GoldenEye, looking at these games, I'm like, it's a PlayStation is meant to be a better console. Like, these yeah. are worse games. These are bad <laughs> games. It's in the N64. I like, put them away. Hmm? In the N64? Ready? Yeah, the PS1 because of the, the CD-ROM capabilities. Isn't mm-hmm. it? Well, look, I don't, don't think
1: so. See, I think so. we're going to fight Dylan Cena. We, oh. we don't want to fight Dylan, do we? Oh. We'll, oh we'll
0: save it for uh, another N64 year, versus we PlayStation Battle. Me, me and Rob oh. agree
1: on this. We do agree.
0: We're, oh. we're N64 buddies. <laughs> oh. Yeah, but I mean, like, Tomorrow Never Dies, it was kind of third person, so you, you're you kind of, Ron is running, you're behind yeah. him. Yeah. Yeah, it just really didn't work. It kind of, the playability was not there. Yeah. And, you know, Goldeneye just cast such a big shadow. I think probably it's cast a big shadow over every Bond game released since.
1: I don't know if you're going to say it, Rob, but I think some people have um, recreated Goldeneye Unity. Have you seen it? When they made it really sharp
2: graphics, same levels, but like yeah, there's like, one guy's doing it in far, in, in the Far Cry cr- creator. Or okay, something. fair enough. I'm following I, him on Facebook. Thing. Yeah, he's doing it. So he's just done frigate, and he's just kind <laughs> of like doing them. He's doing it level by level. I'll. I'll I'll, I don't know if I'll if he's allowed to do it to his Facebook page because it does like you know he's spending a lot of time with he must have a lot of free time because <laughs> he's just recreating all the GoldenEye levels but with current gen graphics. No, why he? not?
1: You know, I'd um, like have a go. Well, yeah, that's one of its. Look, I, I love GoldenEye, Robin. I, I will defend it to the, the hilt. But one of its negatives that a lot of people say, I'm not sure I completely agree, is it hasn't aged particularly well. It doesn't look as good as you kind of remember it to be. Is that a fair assumption?
0: It's a fair assumption, yeah, but I don't think it realistically could. I don't think most yeah. things from that, I guess, Anything age of 3D-ish gaming do from that era. And it, the N sixty four is always a little bit blurry. It's but I like, uh, will say, like the other kind of way, Goldeneye lives on is much like many of those N sixty four games is through speedrunning. running. Goldeneye oh, well, you, you love big, your speed <laughs> Goldeneye is a big speed running community. Like it's kind of way I'm up not surprised. there. What to complete the level? A level,
1: for example, a
0: level or the game in general. What's I do, it? we have got the times? Uh, no one has got below an hour for the entire game on Double Agent. I believe <laughs> that's like kind of the, I guess, what might be the white whale as far as I'm aware. I could be wrong. If I'm wrong, say so in the comments. But uh, yeah, and individual levels. Like, you know, there's always kind of little glitches or yeah, tricks yeah, yeah. you can do. <laughs> and, you know, like I think fairly recently um, on uh, what's that level that comes right at the end? Oh, I can't remember it's the been sky years. one.
1: Yeah, that's it when you go over the big bridges and stuff. Yeah, yeah?
0: I can't remember what it's called. But yeah, uh, basically, yeah. I think someone broke the record for that that by some, like a second after eight years or something <sighs> insane. Ooh. Madness! um I love that level, by the way. It's bringing up
1: memories now because you you feel so open. It's like, what is this? You're not you're not supposed to be like in top, you know, in mid <laughs> on these weird bridges.
2: But that is it. That's the last bit of the film, isn't but, it? When he's, like, traipsing
0: that massive satellite dish and... Yeah, oh, it's great. You
2: are Bond, man.
1: You are
0: Bond.
2: GoldenEye let you be Bond.
0: Okay, and so, I like, feels like we've kind of covered this pretty thoroughly. So, to end up, I just want to ask you to, you're making a Bond game in 2019. What do you do for it? Text-based adventure. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the old
0: school style. Dumb. Um, think, think, like, how... If you had the capability, like the amount of like size and the AI capabilities, think of how big you could make a text adventure game in 2019. Ooh. You could literally have an entire world of like AI text based characters. You'd have like an open world Good. Bond game. How about like a point and a click adventure? You imagine, put the
1: ice cube in the martini. Don't shake it. Stir <laughs> <laughs> No, you have to. Yeah, shake yeah. it. The options Don't, are: do not shake stir. or stir. Do not stir. Talk, shake, stir. What else could you have on a point and click adventure? Dylan's like,
0: sounds like something I could complete. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes, I can do it.
1: If you ever shake the martini game over though, that's the only problem. That's it. No, no, stir no, You're it, meant I mean. to shake it. No, if you stir, if you press the stir button, oof, oh, God. Oh. all hell breaks loose. Don't
2: ask us to make a martini, <laughs> listeners, sorry.
1: Is that your choice, a point and click? Nah. Do you know what? In a way, I'd love it if a uh, homebrew, indie developer made another, even an N64 game but based on maybe an, uh,
0: another uh, Bond game, how cool would that be? Back to its roots. Well, I don't know if you remember the uh, the thirty game ideas thing we did a few months. <laughs> remind, yes, yes, remind Rob's, me. Um,
2: Rob's amazing game ideas. know.
0: Yes. I believe one of them was to have one where every level would be based on a different film. Yeah. Yep. So, and some of them would be driving, some of them would be like GoldenEye first-person shooters. Yep. Mm-hmm. Other ones might be like I had to that kind would of be school and beat 'em up stuff.
2: I, I did think about that a bit after that podcast, and it's just the development taken for each bit. Yeah. Dev teams would feel it would be wasted because you'd have like this awesome engine yeah. to do one thing, and then you just have it for one level. Like, like
1: Die Hard, though, you could do maybe three.
2: Yeah, you'd have to like swish, swish it out of it. I bit. mean, like um, maybe three, three per film. And imagine just do a few films.
0: Imagine like Bond as Grand Theft Auto as GTA yeah. Modern okay, Day GTA. Do it that way.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: Or yeah or just a party game yeah
2: what, what would Rob do what is Rob's ultimate... Rob's already answered it <laughs> Rob's but then the, what the
0: open world thing
2: um, yeah he wouldn't do a text based thing
0: <laughs> I would say that for something else yeah. but I think uh, either way whatever we're going to do let's hope that it comes out let's hope that development's less troubled than apparently the next Bond film
3: thanks for listening to today's podcast we really hope you enjoyed it if you want to get in touch regarding this week's episode or anything else You can tweet us at ArcadeAttackUK, at Barlow 82 and at Arcade underscore Adriano. We're also on Facebook at Facebook.com slash ArcadeAttackUK. Please check out our website at ArcadeAttack.co.uk for lots of retro gaming goodness, interviews, reviews, features, top 10s, etc. And you can also find all our previous podcasts there. Our podcasts are available to stream from the website,